Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Popcorn and Compliance, a podcast where, with Jay Rosen, we take a look at movies from the compliance perspective. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on popcorn and compliance. In this special series, Jay and I are going to look at the intersection of Star Wars and compliance to celebrate the release of the latest Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Over each day this week, Jay and I will review a Star Wars movie and discuss it from the compliance perspective. Part one, A New Hope and Risk. Tuesday, December 17th, in part two, we discuss The Empire Strikes Back and Due Diligence. Wednesday, December 18, in part three, we discuss the return of the Jedi and effective training. Thursday, December 19, we discuss A Force Awakens and Disruptive Innovation in Compliance. And we conclude on Friday, December 20th, with The Last Jedi and the Board of Directors' role in succession planning. It's a fascinating series where Jay and I get to discuss our joint love of Star Wars and intersect it with compliance. This special five-part podcast series on popcorn and compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Jay, I would uh, set the stage just a little bit by noting this is my personal favorite of the original three movies, but why don't you uh, set the stage and then we can see what compliance lessons might be learned from this. Sure. In Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader pursues the Rebels to the ice planet of Hoth. While investigating a potential meteor strike, Luke Skywalker is captured by a Wampa, a Yeti-like creature. The, the Force ghost of, the late, of his latest mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, instructs Luke to go to Dagobah system to train under Jedi Master Yoda. On patrol, Han and Chewbacca discover a probe droid, which alerts the Empire to the Rebels' secret location. The Empire launches a large-scale attack using eight Atat walkers to capture the base. Despite great resistance, the walkers destroy the base's shield generator and force the Rebels to retreat. Han and Leia escape on the Millennium Falcon, along with C-3PO and Chewbacca. Luke, meanwhile, escapes with R2-D2 and crash lands on the Swamp Planet. Yoda reluctantly accepts Luke as his student and trains Luke in the arts of being a Jedi. Han and Leia escape and head to the Cloud City, Bespin, run by Han's friend Lando Calrissian. Unfortunately, the Falcon is being tracked by Boba Fett. Jango's revenge-seeking son, who alerts Vader what's going on. Leah is captured and Han is frozen in carbonite, so Boba Fett can take him to Jabba the Hutt. In another switch of allegiance, Lando turns against the Empire and helps Leia escape. Luke stops his, stops his training with Yoda and faces off against Darth Vader and a lightsaber duel over the city's central air shaft. Vader severs Luke's right hand, causing him to lose his weapon. After Luke refuses to join Vader against the Emperor, Vader reveals to Luke that he is his father. Horrified by the truth, Luke intentionally down into a never-ending air shaft. Luke is ejected beneath the sitting and makes a telepath- telepathic plea to his sister. Excuse me. 
Luke is ejected beneath the floating city and makes a telepathic plea to Leia, who senses it and persuades Lando to return to him to the Falcon. Later, aboard a medical frigate and a rebel fleet, Luke's severed hand is replaced with a robotic prosthetic. Lando and Chewbacca set off for Tatooine and the Millennium Falcon to find Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett to save Han. So it was a great recitation, Jay. The uh, line, I am your father, is probably my favorite line in the entire Star Wars oeuvre. So uh, really enjoyed this movie. And uh, I want to use it, though, to talk about uh, levels of due diligence. And here I'm going to lean on uh, our good friend Candace Tao, the founder and chief executive officer of Infortal Worldwide, who helped me really formulate my understanding of levels of due diligence, which I break out as three levels. Level one is typically consists of checking individual names and company names through global watch lists comprised of anti-money laundering, sanctions list, and other financial corruption and criminal databases. It's really a uh, first-level screening tool to detect potential red flags. Level two encompasses supplementing a level one due diligence with a deeper screening of international media, typically the major newspapers and periodicals from the countries, plus detailed Internet searches. Uh, Such inquiries often reveal other forms of corruption-related information and may expose undisclosed or hidden information about the company. Uh, This is usually done through an in-country database search so that you're looking at uh, 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 social media, you're looking at uh, media searches, you're looking at in-country corporate records, in-country lawsuit filings. Uh, Typically, you will have a due diligence service provider who can have access to those companies' records, either by having a resource on the ground or through another means. Also, uh, and probably to warm your heart a little bit, it may require some translations of documents if they're not in English. And level three is is really a deep dive. I, I call it a in-country boots-on-the-ground investigation. It's designed to supply your company with a comprehensive analysis of all available public records. But more than simply public records, it's supplemented with detailed field intelligence to identify known and unknown conditions. It's certainly going to require an in-person interview of the proposed uh counterparty, third party, whoever it may be, but also interviews with people that do business with them, people who know them, their bankers, their lawyers, uh, people listed in media reports. So levels one, two, and three, uh, you gauge the level based upon the risk you are uh, uh, looking uh, coming up against or your uh, preliminary due diligence has given you your risk level. This is uh, critical for any best practices compliance program. And I thought about how this relates to the Empire Strikes Back in two ways. One is if uh, really if Luke or uh, the Rebellion had done any due diligence, they would have known um, Darth Vader was his father. A little bit deeper dive goes to uh, the question that, or at least the point you raised, which is when Luke um, telepathically communicates with Leia. Now it's clear that uh, that was his sister, and it was not clear that they were brother and sister before then, but I think anyone who was watching recognized that Leia had some connection to 
uh, Luke Skywalker that was uh, more than just a um, good friend and colleague. So uh, really interesting uh, way to consider due diligence. I hope that people listening will uh, understand these three levels and uh, go forward with them. So what were your thoughts? Uh, I think you, you make great points there, Tom. And, you know, um, a lot of time your characters in a, in a movie don't do due diligence because part of their diligence is what they learn along the way in the journey of the hero. So, um, you know, in, in terms of how you write a film or how you tell a story, uh, that due diligence uh, particularly happens uh, along the way. So I think both the points about Luke and Alea and also, um, you know, Darth Vader about doing the uh, the due diligence and knowing about who Darth Vader was and the capabilities of the Death Star. I think this uh, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, provides wonderful examples of both. Well, Jay, it's been a fascinating exploration of episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Thanks again, and I hope everyone will join us uh, tomorrow where we take a look at episode six, The Return of the Jedi, in our part three of our five-part exploration of section of Star Wars and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate us as it would help in our rankings. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. You can email Jay at Rosen at AffiliatedMonitors.com. Please join us tomorrow where we take a look at Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, with the combined concept of effective training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.